three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Enlightened Couch Potato Show. <laughs> I am uh, Nicholas Rave, and I am alive again after having COVID. Uh, so that's why we've been gone for a while. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, co-host. This one? Yeah, the, I'm Adrienne. The most. Yeah. I'm Adrienne Gunn. I'm Sir Adrienne Gunn, technically. And I'm excited to be here. I, You are my human that i know who's had covid i mean technically your kid had covid first but i don't know your kid so yeah yeah yeah. he didn't have much to say about it either (laughs) yeah i was gonna tell you this short story if i have i ever told you the short story of how sometimes i feel like i have cat hair on my tongue like uh and and it it. like and it's actually not there oof that sounds like a like a nightmare potentially (laughs) like sometimes there really is cat hair there and i'm like oh good i found that but but I think sometimes it's also maybe a weird allergic response that just is tingly tongue. I don't know. This is super important for our show. I'm really glad. Interesting. But I had it on the tip of my tongue before you were pressing the record and saying hello. And it's like, you know, that that syndrome of, oh, gosh, I have a thing here in my mouth that is this thought I was going to share. And now that it's not relevant, it still has to come out like a poop. I like how you tied having something to say on the tip of your tongue right into a cat hair um, weird hallucination. That was great. That was nice. Nice. Nice uh, callback. Thanks. (laughs) Um, And hopefully at some point, whatever it was you wanted to say, we'll. uh... No, that is the thing. Oh, that was the thing about the cat hair. No, but so I was I was about to say it when you realized that you hadn't pressed record. And so I'm like. Got I'm it. like holding Got the it. edge of that dumb thought poop uh, here, and you can't. There's the thing. There's the thing about pooping where sometimes you're like, "Oh no, someone's like at the door. saying Can I get it back poop in? and putting your hand right here is already really triggering for a lot of people." <laughs> yeah, only the people watching. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Thoughts sometimes are like that, where you're just on the edge of a thing, and can you squish it back and then change subjects and move, or does it have to be like, blah? The first thought that I had when you brought up the cat hair thing was one of my favorite comedians. Do you know who Brian Regan is? He's worth looking up. Um, He has this thing about uh, how no human being ever looks crazier than when you walk through a spider web but you're being viewed from a distance, like you're across the street and you're just walking along. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Totally uh, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But that cat hair thing is not as impressive as surviving COVID and being able to speak about it. Well, I mean, statistically, most people are surviving. But mm-hmm. one of the weirdest things about this uh, whole experience. Uh, and this disease is how differently it hits different people. So my wife and my son both had it and they barely noticed it. Like it was not even hardly a thing. I felt like I got run over by a truck. Um, I had over 101 degree fever for nine days straight. Fucker. That's Um, amazing. I have had a handful of nasty flus in my day. Also, I had cancer and radiation treatment that followed it. 
And this was the sickest I've ever been in my life by far. I'm not here to pour gasoline on people's anxiety uh, about COVID because, Mm -hmm. again, look at the statistics. Most people, it's not going to, you're going to be fine. Everything's okay. And holy shit, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. This sucked. So I never ended up in the hospital because it never went into my lungs, thankfully. Like just a little bit, like at at the worst of the sick, when I would try to breathe in fully, there would be like a little, I don't know, like an itch or something at deep in my lungs that was hard to get a full breath. Um, But it wasn't, it never got bad enough that I was worried about it. So I never went to the hospital, but the fever, the fatigue, the chills, the body aches, like every joint in my body for like three days was so sore. I couldn't stay in any position for more than about 10 minutes, including when I was trying to sleep. So I was trying to sleep through the night and I would lay in a position and then I would have to move because it's just everything would start to hurt and ache. Um, I was exhausted. I slept 16 to 18 hours a day. And I wasn't even in the time that I was awake. I wasn't even like, here, let me curl up with a book. It was just like I was just laying there. Um, I have never. I've never felt sick in my brain like Mm -hmm. this. Like I felt like there was a point when I couldn't think clearly. I couldn't put sentences together my vocabulary went out the window um i started full-on hallucinating at one point like i got delusional where i had these stories that were going on in my head when i was sort of half awake and half asleep and then i would wake up and think it was happening and and it was completely not based on reality and it wasn't really dreaming it was um uh it was also um, I don't know. This one may be much more subjective for just me personally. Mm-hmm. It was really emotional. Like it brought up, it was very dark and heavy and it brought up a ton of anxiety and depression. And like, you know, I stayed really genuinely peppy and positive most of the time through cancer. And this was like, it, it, in the end, it ended up being valuable, which is kind of how I work to live my life. Um, interestingly, you and I had a conversation. Yes. The day, the January 1st, the day I was starting to get sick. I canceled all my appointments for that day, but I kept my conversation with you. And we talked about some pretty deep stuff, like some <laughs> challenges that were going on in our lives and some emotional struggles. And then we were sort of talking about like, okay, it's the new year. What are we going to do about this? Um, And uh, we ended up kind of going back and forth on it. I think that set the tone for the sickness. And I think that was a good thing because I think what it did was it like dug up all these things. And then I sort of like wallowed in them for two weeks um, and it was really almost 14 days before I started to feel any better. Um, on day 13, I think, I um, 
I was like feeling physically a little bit better, but emotionally I was still just like so in it and it felt awful. Everything was just overwhelming and heavy and dark and like I had no I felt hopeless about all kinds of stuff. And I I'm well versed enough with my own unconscious and emotions and how to deal with these things to know this is what my body is feeling right now. Don't resist it. Don't fight it. Welcome it. Um, learn from it. Ask it what it's trying to teach you. Embrace yeah. it. So, um, so I I took a rather significant dose of uh, um, edible cannabis um, on day thirteen, um, and uh, probably too much because I was like still high the next day. <laughs> um, but. I basically was like, all right, we're fucking diving into this. That's what we're doing right now. If that, if it's just this emotional aspect of it, if the, if I'm physically on the mend, then we're not going to run away from this thing. We're going to dive into it. And it was several days leading up to this. And um, that was when it snapped. That was when it clicked. And I, I went in asking questions like, if this had a metaphorical symbolic significance what would it be mm -hmm. like if this was happening for a reason what would that reason be what do i need to learn from this and what what need what do i need to get out of this that would make it worth it totally that's always such an interesting question what do i need to get what would i need to get out of this that would make it that would make me happy that it happened that's what i asked with the cancer um, that was like the the mantra over and over. And it's interesting because if you ask that question and you trust your unconscious, you'll get an answer. About and everything, anything. We're yes. Makers. We're really creative that way. Yeah. So I it ended up being this deep meditation that was largely around um, self-forgiveness hmm. um, and walking my talk and ways to work on both of those contexts um totally. and sense. then you and i yeah go ahead both came across in our conversation we're like let's let's dive in what do we want to look at for this this year coming up and we both landed on the the, the concept of power mm. and our own access or lack of or wound and resistance to resistance to owning our own power and potentially uh, who have we hurt in the past? And maybe that not forgiving ourselves or not reconciling that is holding, yeah. keeping us in a holding pattern in certain areas yeah. of our life. So you went d d deep into COVID world with that. And yeah. I watched every single one of the Avengers arc of the MCU yeah. movies. It's like 22 movies, right? Yeah. That's where I went. I also, like, I was thinking we were going to have this conversation this is how a lot of breakthroughs happen for people. You're like, oh, we're going to do this thing. We're going to reconcile. We're going to rabble with it. We're going to wrestle it. And then the next day, we're going to be like, bam. Um, I thought we were going to have that conversation. And then we're like, cool. Start the week. Kick ass. Instead of that, I went into a dark sort of like hole and then stayed with the movies and did not get super active, uh, which I think is fascinating because I didn't think of it of like dropping into my own, like a self self-perpetuated illness but yeah. i just went into the deep deep like turtle in the in the cave it, can i say that makes me feel 
so much better. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I don't mean like I'm happy you were suffering. Mm-hmm. And it it makes me think, okay, maybe part of the reason the COVID thing was so heavy and hard for me was because of the emotional. But I like to me, I don't see them as different. Like right. the metaphysical reality uh, that of like we opened a Pandora's box right then. Yeah, but I was already starting to get sick. So maybe the sickness like guided me to open that box. Like, I don't know. Right. But yeah. just the idea that you and I both opened this thing and then kind of went into a hibernation of sorts. Uh, yeah. uh, like, okay, it's time to go into the dark cave now. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and... For the sake of our show, I'm thrilled that I did it with television and movies. And I kept thinking yeah. of you while it was happening. I was like, oh, we we could just choose to do this whole arc together in addition to other things we're watching. Uh, and I know you're shivering in a fever state. I've actually had a two-day fever that sounds exactly the way, like the hallucinations and yeah. the can't think and the drug, yeah. like. I had a food poisoning that had a fever. I didn't even know you could get a fever with food poisoning. Mm. But like, it was. I guess that it depends bad. on what you catch, you know. Yeah, I have no idea what it was. It yeah, was awful. Um, but like, oh, I lost the thread. I was going to say a whole thing. I Some movies. Yeah, I kept thinking of you when I was in there. Oh, I was having. You're shivering on a couch with a fever. I'm shivering, like ugly crying over small things in these movies as yeah. they show up and then just like letting it letting it be meaningful and not knowing yeah. what I'm healing just being like okay cool we're yeah. in it there's like I think I watched it's it's hard it's hard to eat breakfast and watch something that's might make you cry choking on eggs <laughs> <is not my laughs> yeah yeah uh, I had a day where I watched Black Panther and the Avengers Infinity War in the same day. Oh boy. And Infinity War is the uh is the low point. Yeah. And for me, Black Panther is a DNA response thing where I, I can't tell you whether it's a good superhero movie or not. That's a different conversation. But like I just sobbed that whole day. Just Yeah. Well, and and Black Panther has also like sort of become more it, it, it had so much more meaning pumped into it now because of what happened and because yep. of who you sort of discovered that he was so now the character and the actor have this symbiotic supportive effect that right. now i don't think anybody could watch that movie like clearly like you're being impacted by all of this. Mm-hmm. Re- what does this represent? And and what does it mean? And it and it means different things for different people. But like, yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't imagine how much more intense that experience could be now. Knowing what he put up with to become that character, knowing uh-huh. that he was fighting cancer and uh-huh. the whole yeah, it's a oof. it's it's a lot. <laughs> Do you hear that buzzing? It sounds like microphone feedback. Oh. Like uh, electrical something. I hear... Not in a speaker. 
There is a high-pitched frequency. No, no, no. This is definitely like, this is like uh, something uh, ungrounded electric or something. Oh, lower. Oh, and it just got way louder. Oh. I don't hear it on my side, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. Um, it's pretty loud, and I don't know if it's being recorded. I hope it's not just in my headphones and I'm making a big deal out of nothing here, because I, I could can, stand it, but... I can I don't, listen to yeah. our Facebook feed and see if it's getting there. Try that, because it's pretty annoying. Okay, when you just muted your microphone, it went away. Oh, this is good television. Let me see. St- oh, yeah. It came back as soon as your mic came back on. Yeah. It sounds like noisy lights. It's like, it's like. I believe you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do about it i bought this new really fucking expensive fancy interface and it doesn't play well with zoom i'm not using it but there's so many more devices connected i've Mm. got new lights that are usb powered um so i'm still in my old setup right now everything's coming in and out of my old speaker mic system it should be the same and the mic what happens if you do you do you have the zoom um background noise removal on let me see what that setting is at here it is at medium medium suppress here's low it didn't change anything high so it it must be in the signal (laughs) yeah i do not know what to say do about it? Well, do you want to just keep going anyway? I guess. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it in the Facebook world. Okay. Well, maybe it's not picking up in the recording. That would be great. Yeah. Let me see if there's another way to... I don't think that functions, does it? Hey, 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 uh- hey. Uh, I don't hear it anymore. Okay, but do you hear me at the same volume? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, well then let's do that then. Oh, actually, I think what I'm hearing is the the noise removal when you put it on high. Because like when you talk, I can hear it again, but then when you don't, it drops out. Well, shit. It's okay. Let's just keep talking. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. I like. I feel like it's like bad form to like make a show where it's got an annoying sound in the background. Because for some people, they that just like that ruins it. Yeah, I do have. I have two new USB lights. I had a giant, one of those big softbox lights that was pointing up at my ceiling for years, and it meant that I had to walk around a light stand and that sort of thing. And I just put up two tiny LED lights and mounted them on the wall instead. Um, well, the lighting looks great. The color looks good. Like um, everything with this ca- new camera looks awesome. Yeah. 
I just don't know about the USB noise. It's not something that has happened before. And okay. well, it doesn't. It like, doesn't sound nearly as bad right now. And I, I think it's because you turned up the uh, noise removal. So if you want to just keep going. Okay. Like, uh, where were we? We were somewhere. Ooh, great. <laughs> so you spent a lot of time not being able to read or watch. No, no, no. Or- Since then, I have plenty to talk about. So without going into discussion, let's, uh, let me just throw out. I finished uh, Cobra Kai. <gasps> um, season two and three. Um, and we have started two new shows started. We started WandaVision, which is speaking of Marvel, the yeah. next, um, iteration there. Nice. And, um, uh, we also started a show that has been around for a while called preacher. Oh. And, um, I am absolutely utterly in love with this show it is like uh, it like so m- up my alley <laughs> and uh i i i can't even i can't even how much i love that show <laughs> and i don't know where the hell it's going right but boy oh boy um is very heavy and dark and yes. intense um, but the filmmaking is just so much more than than you see on TV normally, and the acting and um, and the places that it's willing to go. I am like so loving this show. <laughs> yeah, I watched like six to eight episodes of Preacher, and then didn't keep going. I am not surprised because it is like not like I'm like, who the fuck is the good guy in this show? Like yeah, it's dark. It's really dark. But I, I'm like, I want I can't stop. I'm like, I want to know where the hell is this going? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it, I'm enjoying that. I'm not like, by the way, anyone else watching? I'm not recommending it. It's pretty <laughs> intense. This is like having a conversation about hereditary. Like, I yeah. love that movie, but you should not watch it. <laughs> no right. one should watch that movie. I think I, I think I tried to watch. I had pauses. I think in the same chunk of time, I tried to watch Preacher, uh, The Boys, American Gods. And what was the the other one was this? Uh, I don't know if I know this comedian well enough. Barry. Oh was yeah, about Barry? the assassin. I I I've heard really good things. Haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, they're all similarly very very dark things. Like why like relentless dark comedy. Yeah. Yeah, on this kind of stuff right now, and. I think I ended up finishing Barry, but not watching all those other ones. I was like dropped out. American Gods got too like weird for me and Preacher just, I don't even remember. What Preacher doesn't even have, Preacher's like the boys with no humor, like, mm-hmm. but religion instead of superheroes. And uh, I mean, it it's not, 
it's more like I find myself laughing, but it, but because I can't believe they just did what they did. It's not funny. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there are, there is some humor, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's right time, right place. But I'm, I'm serious when I say this show, depending on where it goes and if they stick the landing feels like a contender for my favorite show ever. Like, oh wow, th- this feels like it's hitting something up there with like firefly for me. Um, but I'm, I'm saying like this is very personal, like it, it hits that way because of my background and because of who I am and what I, uh, and maybe even it's just right now it's hitting me at the right place. Cause it's, you know what it is totally about (laughs) power. Yeah. It's about this guy who's been given this unbelievable power and what does he do with it and how does he handle it? And like, I don't know what what like the moral of the story is supposed to be yet, but um, I'm f- freaking loving the journey. Um, yeah. You want to talk about Cobra Kai? I really do. Okay. I was thinking about coming up with a list just to put it out in the world of shows that are healing and you wouldn't necessarily think, think that they would be like the good places up there. Um, the Magicians is one of those shows that's just, it doesn't seem on the surface like a show that could heal emotional wounds. And straight up, Cobra Kai is on the list. Isn't our philosophy anything? Like, you, you if you get yes. good at this, anything can do that for you? Yes. And these specific stories, the context and the storylines in particular are very specifically healing. So Cobra sure. Kai is sure. a show that drops us 30 years yeah. after the original Karate Kid movie, mm-hmm. after the, the ending of that, that movie. And, and it drops us in, at the start of Cobra Kai, we're dropped into catching up with Johnny, the blonde bully of that movie. And what his life has been like and his new adventure of discovering and becoming a sensei, that kind of thing. And then everybody else is in there. But what's fascinating for me is all three of the Ralph Macchio Karate Kid movies happened in my formative years. So like my Mm -hmm. unconscious mind has not solidified yet. I think I'm six ish, maybe seven when the first Mm -hmm. movie comes out. Or, or like I'm, I'm literally on the playground doing the crane kick with my buddies and that kind of thing. I so this movie story is part of my DNA that like everybody wants a Mr. Miyagi. This, this for me, like Back to the Future, I cared about more. Uh, if we're comparing, like everybody's got like Star Wars is their movie. Like the Karate Kid, I would not have. I mean, I didn't even talk about mm-hmm. it when we were talking about movies we were made of. Until mm-hmm. I started watching this show, I did not mm-hmm. realize just how cellular these yeah. stories were for me. Especially, I was surprised, especially because Daniel LaRusso, if you would have asked eight-year-old Adrienne about Daniel LaRusso, she would have said, Daniel's a fucking pussy. Eight-year-old me would have said that because he's not athletic and he's just kind of a brat. And I'm like, get up, figure it out. Like, like little me had done enough 
trying to get through the ridiculousness of the world and accomplish life in the way that I wanted to, that like I had been bullied. I was bullying the whole thing. I'm like, dude, that kid's a pussy. I'd kick his ass. Um, so I wasn't necessarily attached to, to him and his story. I thought Johnny was kind of a badass <laughs> because it's the eighties and you're kind of allowed to hate the, the villain. He's also a bully in one of my other eighties favorite movies. Uh, just one of the guys. Uh, and he's cute. I loved his hair. I sometimes in the morning, my hair at this haircut looks like if I put a bandana and it's like curly wet Johnny hair. Anyway, uh, most of the things that I'm touched by are some of the scenes with Mr. Miyagi and, and, and that I did put myself like knowing that I would have done better in that situation mm. than Daniel. I put myself in his shoes. So I can't help but to relate. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> so some of the themes here, there's, there's bullying as a theme. There's class as a theme. There's everybody having a completely different perspective of the same same instances and i think this movie if people choose to watch it whether whether it was important to them or not they choose to watch it they could heal the kind of self-involved asshole nature that our u.s culture cultivates they can heal toxic masculine they can heal, heal generations of of masculinity issues and trauma by watching this show that is my sense of where Cobra Kai sits. It's like I can feel the lineage of my father and my grandfather and my grandfather's father, my mom's stuff. Like it's just percolating through every season. It's pretty great. Well this feels very personal to you and in it it feels like when you said that cellular thing, I'm like that was Star Wars for me. Like mm-hmm. that that's how that it like impacted like this world was modeled off of that world in a lot of ways. And there's other ones too, but there's the, the way that it, it hits you. And that's why when they, when they do star Wars, well, it, it feels so good. And when yeah. they do it badly, it feels so difficult. So, I mean, so what do I love about um, Cobra Kai? Um, what is it? Billy Zapka? Is that his name? Yeah. Um, that dude is so much better than you would have thought that he would be like i want to see if he can do more than that character like i would love to see him in like a fucking marvel movie or something like i want to see if he has range because he is so compelling to watch he's so charming and i just like i'm like i want to see this and he pulls this off so well that i'm like either he is that guy or he is an uh, an incredible actor and um the the way that they brought back characters the way that they've just got everybody involved in this and the way that the story like um really tried it took something two-dimensional they made it three-dimensional yes um and it very three-dimensional in a lot of ways um and the and in it flipped the story on its head in so many ways because it was john like johnny's the cool kid and um daniel's the loser in the movie and then in the story in the in the show 
uh, Daniel is the cool kid now and mm-hmm. Johnny is the loser. But then not only does Johnny start to get his shit together, Daniel starts to spiral his life out of control because he was a petty asshole to begin with. Yeah. And this that's the three dimensionality. <laughs> um, I'll also say um, the kid who plays Miguel is fabulous like like please give him more stuff like because he really nails it um and uh the it's um oh the the some of the secondary characters um hawk for instance i've really seen how like he's got a character journey that's that's been and you've been able to see him evolve in a way that like i would not have pegged when we saw him start like i was like wow okay he's like getting this um okay now that all being said (laughs) i uh this is this is a good example for us to talk about because um everybody resonates with different things and we are able to heal from anything you can surrender to Um, And I almost hate this show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like it was a slog to get through the third season for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, And I have a few specific reasons that uh, that I'm like, maybe these are just petty personal things because I can totally get how other people could be really into it. But there are some things that stand out that were so hard for me to like surrender to it. I still did. I still got a lot out of it. I mean, that's why I, I started with all the things I like about it. Um, I will say Billy Zabka is the only reason I kept watching. If it wasn't for him, I would have quit. I couldn't have handled it, but he is so great. I'm, I'm like, Okay, okay. Um, I can't stand Ralph Macchio's acting. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, still there. I'm still I, there. The, the martial arts are terrible in the whole show. And I, I'm like, I can't, like, it, it, if, if I was enjoying the fight scenes, if I bought it, and there's a few of the kids that I'm like, like Hawk, for instance. Yep. Uh, like, I'm like, okay, but... How many years now, Ralph Macchio, have you been casting this? Are you even working out? Like, are you going and training in martial arts? You look embarrassing. And I cannot get into the show. I understand. Uh, Yeah. Oh, you know, I've said before. I'll get I'll get hung up and I will just yell at the TV. I don't like your face. I don't yeah. do this. Or like yeah. when Joaquin Phoenix and I'm like, he has no shoulders. And I will sometimes <laughs> just all I have is someone in the back of my head going, that guy, his chest is concave. He's skinny as fucking. He has no shoulders. And I'm like, yeah. Ralph Macchio is that. And I was like, what is there's nothing athletic about that guy. I'm sure that he could meditate. I don't know. What karate <laughs> has he learned? And how, right. How daughter is so much more badass than he is this doesn't make any sense to me. the 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 other one that i'll i'll throw out i i have more <laughs> but this this one um 
this show to me, like the moral of this story, as far as I can tell it, is never let your children take martial arts of any kind because they're all like every single scene is okay. Now you call the police. No, 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 no. Now you call the police. What are you doing? No, don't fight them. Call the. What are you doing? (laughs) And it like, I'm so infuriated by how they escalate all the time. Every situation is like, no, 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 no. (laughs) This is not where you just start fighting and punching strangers. There's no. What's the moral here? The moral is we're going to like like martial arts for self-defense unless it's inconvenient um <laughs> like and and then the the crease character is mm. like i mean i appreciate that they gave this background like his backstory and yeah. stuff which was a fine i didn't hate those scenes but i'm also like yeah but you could send him to jail for so many times over for the things that he has done and the things that the kids have done. Um, Like this story. Here's, here's, here's my fix. Okay. Okay. This is my personal opinion. I know you enjoyed the crap out of it and I don't want to shit on it. Mm. (laughs) I hope I'm, I want you to to still enjoy the hell out of it. And here's what my thinking first season. Good. First season is the the flip, right? Like now mm-hmm. Johnny's the loser and Daniel's the and they get up to the point where they both have rival martial arts schools. That's the first season. Good. I like that. The end of the third season, when they start working together, should have been the end of the second season. Because nothing happens in all of that except that they keep fighting and then having this escalating fight. And there's no character journey that takes place between Daniel and Johnny. Um, uh, So to me, if you, the problem with the show is there Mm -hmm. are 20 episodes and of those 20 episodes, there's like eight good ones to me. And so if you squished all that down into the second season, and then the second season is they're teaming up, they've gotten over their rivalry to fight this other bad place. Okay, that's the show. And then the next season, my, my biggest issue with it is I feel like there's so much filler there's so many storylines that go nowhere. There's so many times when the characters repeat the same mistakes. They don't like learn from that, which I know humans, uh, real humans do that too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's it's like learn the lesson and then give me new new lessons that they need to learn. Yeah, they weren't going to learn the lesson. So here's the thing. It's not just, we, like if you're only telling the story of, of, settling the rivalry between Johnny and, and uh, Daniel. Yeah. Then your strategy works, but they're not. The two of them are, are reconciling a lineage that comes from Kreese and Miyagi. Mm. And so they, they also, they didn't lose enough. So the second season gets to the epic where they actually have to hit some form of bottom. Mm. They didn't like, maybe they get there faster, but, I just think that could have happened in the middle of the second season is what I'm saying. But I think the second season is where we have this new generation of characters beginning to like have their self-esteem show up and their skill sets show up. And so 
they're growing too. I think this was written as a four season arc. It's going to be six. They said six. They said they already have six seasons mapped out. Interesting. I last I heard they said four. Oh, uh, I could be wrong about that, but the but I my recollection is I I heard that they had it planned out for six. Yeah, because right now season three is more reconciliation of the lineage of where the karate that they both had came from. Yeah. So you think you're like, oh, this is just our argument, but it's it's actually. It's our argument that we've given to our children, but it's actually our parents' argument that is now, and how does all of that get resolved and healed? See, this is a good example of how you, because of the cellular imprinting of this story, you were able to derive deeper themes from it than I was um, because I was sitting there going, I can't fucking stand this person's acting or I'm like, yeah, this is a a limitation of my uh, surrender to the show. But then again, our philosophy is like, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And second season is that like things are inconvenient and, and, and chafing. And that could be reason enough to try to uh, reconcile or change things. But they didn't, either of them have their asses handed to them until there are these like the costs at the end of season two. And that's usually when people change because the deal is people do repeat the same bullshit and they don't stick around long enough to listen to somebody explain themselves, which I've been complaining about in our show for the entire time. Uh, And people don't just tell the people who are close to them, oh, I'm feeling these things and I'm going through a thing or they don't tell their parents shit and that sort of thing. And that's what a lot of like a lot of these situations would have been shifted if they actually just talked to each other for a little bit longer and like. Just because you catch somebody in a situation, there's a whole bunch of things you missed. So we at least finally get there. And I, we finally get to a moment where there is a character. I'm just not going to spoil it. There is a character that says this epic thing that allows them to, to, to bond together and try something new. It's just like, well, there's your side of the story. There's his side of the story. And then there's the truth. Yeah. And that all exists. And that's, that's kind of an overriding theme of, oh, wait. There's actually more going on. I am with you. There's a lot of awful in the third season, but I'd already bought in to what it was going to do. And the moment that they open and they're going into the John Kreese's backstory, I'm like, we get to kill grandpa or whatever. Like, I just was like, okay. And I'm already like, I'm already crying because I know who it is. Yeah. And in my family lineage, not just cellular, this, this storytelling started in my little, little me place. Uh, but just in my family lineage, like anger and being tough and sucking it up and walking it off. And that kind of thing is huge on both sides of my family. Mm. So this, this idea also trauma. So there's a lot of trauma in the, the background of like, he says a mom that's sick and this sort of thing. We, we've got that in my world. So I'm just like <laughs> choking up already. I think his mom killed herself. Actually. I think that was the, yeah. yeah. I think that is true. Yeah. I but mean, and she that's was, like even... ill for a very long time before yeah. that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... I, I, again, I, I think my point is I like, I don't mind the arc. Mm-hmm. I just wish they had packed more story. There's, it reminds me of like nineties 
um, serialized television or like right. where where you're there's so they're going somewhere, but there's filler episodes that don't totally. do anything. They just it's just that thing alone. And I've gotten used to shows like Ozark or something like that, where something or the boys is another good example where like a lot happens. Mm -hmm. This is almost as condensed as a movie. It's just a three, four, five hour movie. And this doesn't feel like that. This feels more like television. And and it's not, there's multiple things. It's like the casting. Um, there's a, there's a number of actors and actresses that that I'm just like Ugh. and uh, that one that one I blame YouTube. That's not Netflix's problem. YouTube yeah. cast the show initially and they right. don't have probably the casting resources that Netflix and whatever. I mean you you think contrast this the cast in this show with like yeah, Stranger Things. Like totally. those kids are fucking superstars because Netflix found the best perfect mesh of all these kids and these kids are like i i I just i'm imagining watching and this kind of resonates with your story yeah one thought that i had was i'm imagining like a gymnast or a martial artist kid watching this show and being like i could act so much better than that and i could actually do the martial arts (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's the casting (laughs) And the um and the horrible martial arts and the um and the the just filler for me that was yeah. so hard. The filler though, I'm gonna say about the filler, here's the challenge and the problem, the the reason why they couldn't Ozark. The these three seasons are following parts of and the arc of the actual first movie. And mm. parts of the second movie. There, there. A lot of what's happening is referencing scenes you may have remembered or may have forgotten. They have yeah. to fill it in. And there was like fun times, good stuff, the, the dating scenes. And they revisited like a Christmas party scene that's in the original mm-hmm. movie. And a bunch of these other ones where they're touching back. And since they are deciding to do that, in, I think of funny and creative, like spinning those scenes and mirroring them with different characters and coming from a different place. They're a little bit stuck with the original material in that way. And I have no idea. I have like, I at least remember some of it. It like flashes back to me. I'm like, Oh, I know what's happening. That sort of thing. But there are people who are watching it and enjoy it. Who haven't don't remember the mm-hmm. first movies weren't that relevant to them. I keep wondering if they're, if we're going to have nods to Hillary Swank and Jaden Smith, because they're bringing everyone else. I mean, did you get the reference at the end of the th- the third season? Like the guy that Crease is calling? Like, you know who that is? Uh, I don't, I'm not remembering it because I watched that before I started all of the MCU movies. So at the end of season three, they're they're going to have they're going to compete in the tournament and whoever wins gets to stay. And he was calling his buddy from Vietnam, the one he saved his life. And he said, I'll do anything for you anytime. Do you know who that guy is? 
Is that guy in the third movie? He's the villain in the third movie. They're going to bring back that same fucking guy. And they brought (laughs) everyone else back. I couldn't believe the people they got from movie number two. Like they got the, the love interest and the other guy. And and he, and the so uh, stupid, but fun. The older guy, the, the, the villain from the second movie. Yeah, he's such a better actor than Daniel or than Ralph Macchio. Like yeah. he's like, like I don't know if this guy has been acting ever since then, or if right. he was just like naturally. But he's like so good and so real, and I'm just like Ralph. <laughs> like I would take acting classes <laughs> and find out how Ralph Macchio got the gig in the first. Like of all of the kids, I don't mind kids. him when he was a kid. Oh, I did. Your oh. same complaints are exact. Like I was knocking that kid over on the soccer field when I was <laughs> there. No, like, but that, but I feel like that that fit back then. But it fit for an insecure seventeen-year-old or whatever. It well, doesn't. He's still the same guy. Who like can, by the end of the movie, he's supposed to actually have some skills. Yeah, that look no like skills. No, he really and didn't. Then, I mean, in the next two movies. He still doesn't have any. Like, no yeah. one's like, we should probably train this kid. But they didn't. It's the 80s. That's, Nobody was yeah. really training. But again, I'm saying now, like now, like even if he started the show and he sucked, I would be like, fine. But if I saw a progression in each season where I'm like, well, Ralph Macchio's starting to take care of himself. Look at He's actually been going to taking real lessons and stuff. Not a bit. Not nope. even a little nope. bit. And if he is, he needs a new teacher. Um, in season three, he looks actually ill. Like maybe yeah, he has like Lyme. Worse. We don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Super tired. That would I be horrible. Know. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I barely made it through the third season, but I will say that the climax of the third season with this sh- with the handshaking that was the thing that was like, oh, maybe I'll watch the fourth one. <laughs> Yeah, I. But you didn't like Preacher, so that like that's why I felt like we could have this conversation because I'm literally like Preacher might be the best thing I've ever seen in my life, and and you're like yeah, I stopped. <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely can can appreciate what's awful and hard. I had a text exchange with a friend who's like, everybody's loving Cobra Kai. I cannot stand Johnny, and I was like, yeah, I can appreciate why he would be really hard to watch here's my perspective and how I watch it that allows me to say yes to just this guy. We don't hang out with that guy. Like this is my friend who's a yoga instructor and highly trained and is a science teacher. And she's like, it was like, we're differently evolved than that guy. And here's, here's one way that we could watch where it makes sense to root for him. Yeah. <laughs> Cause what if we root for him and we're rooting for the douchebags of America? And if That's... this guy can shift, then maybe all of the feministy yeah. things we want to happen can actually fucking happen. Yeah. But we got like, what? How does that work? How do we communicate with He's that guy? What kind of life? To grow. That's why I love him. Like it's so funny that she can't stand him, and I like I can't stand Daniel. Like no. uh, Johnny, I'm like, yeah, come on, you can grow, you can learn, you can change, you can get better. And yeah. I, I, partly, I really do think it's just the acting. Like I. I like Billy Zabka as a performer. He's yes. he's so compelling and charismatic, and I I want to I want to see him in other things. 
It's so funny that until this show, I don't think anybody caught on to the arrogance of Ralph, like the Daniel right. character. Yeah. Because he not all, I mean, I guess people were saying he was an asshole because the first, the before yeah. Cobra Kai happened, it was, mm, what's his character? So, How I Met Your Mother, Barney, I think is the character. He points name. it out, yeah. He's like, the karate kid equals Zabka because that's the karate kid. Right. And the other guy is a jackass. And I'm like, yeah. It was the first time so it actually it. it actually started as a cracked.com article oh a couple of years before that episode somebody wrote about like actually if you look at this from another perspective Ralph Macchio is the bully and mm-hmm. th- that was what they did and then they they put that in that show nice um and it probably got way more eyes and ears on the oh, yeah. idea but it planted well, really ends up at Barney's wedding, like he, like he's there. Zab. Oh, really? He plays himself in that oh. show for the ending season arc. Oh, so good, so good. That's yeah. awesome. I had no idea. So, does he have more range, or is he kind of playing the same character in in that? Well, show? in that in that show, he was playing a version of the actor, uh, right. William Zabka. Yeah, and he was staying sort of in that same sort of like same sort of space. Johnny I would love kind to see him thing. in something. I, yeah, I would even because like, I'm wondering if he's like Keanu Reeves in the sense that like Keanu has one role that he knows how one character that he knows how to play really well and he plays yeah. it in every single movie. Right. And um, I you don't see a lot of range, um, but I would love to see if that just if that's it, that's all he's got yeah. or if he could do something else. Um, uh, yeah, because I find him so eminently yeah. charismatic. I would watch it. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants, I mean, like I've told you about an idea for a movie that I have, and I think he could play that guy. <laughs> There's an idea of of a. Uh, I won't tell it. Somebody oh. else to make it, but like I, I be a carpenter, say. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. He totally could pull that off. Yeah. Yeah, he's got just that. Uh, it's a little bit of that same losery kind of thing going on, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, but but got that certain charm, like totally. Oh, and by Mike. the way, his martial arts not nearly as embarrassing as Wait. Ralph Macho. Yeah, he's stiff now. He's older, so some of it's rough. But yeah, he was far more an athlete than than Macho. So my curiosity in this arc is, I can absolutely see that. Johnny is more prime for an evolution than Ralph Macchio because he's been knocked flat on his ass and he knows he doesn't have his shit together, right? But Ralph Macchio he thinks has he has been all able to together, yeah. facilitate being the same ass yeah. and being rewarded with money and connections and these sort of things. And and so my curiosity if we're if we're having how do we heal the toxic American man? as this experiment, the person who actually probably needs the most shaking out of their shit, maybe is this moneyed gentleman. Dude, I've heard. Yeah. I, I so agree with you. And I've, I've had this conversation with, um, with people before where uh, about couples. So a married couple, when 
the when, when I, I suppose this works for both partners, but I've seen it mostly where the, the guy is making a lot of money mm-hmm. um, and he's got a lot of things handled. It becomes very easy to dismiss other complaints. Like, what's your problem? I'm giving you all this money. I've got all this stuff together. And that that's an example of that. It's the blind spot that comes from having certain areas of your life handled really well and and they overlap with like culture's definition of success but then you're not happy you don't you can't relate to people you don't have good relationships Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i just i love so evolved already that's one of the that's what i was gonna say i love that it was like it was like in there like he he grew and he was successful and he was confident and he had all this stuff. But all that time, this bitter, petty asshole was in there. And and to like put the kind of bitter, petty asshole in the he's the one with the beautiful garden behind his dojo and all right. this. And um, and, and he and, thinks that his problem is Johnny. Yeah. And Johnny's karate teaching. I was like, yeah problem yeah and johnny actually cares like johnny's actually making a positive impact with with the kids that he's working with um for a time anyway yeah um (laughs) yeah it's definitely a nuanced show yeah i just feel like it's it 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 misses the mark in a couple of ways that unfortunately make it really challenging for me it's sort of like do you remember once you watched Once Upon a Time, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, my wife and I used to have like I would I would get frustrated with the show and I would jump out for several episodes because there just because there were a few actors in the cast that were so relentlessly annoying to mm-hmm. me. But that but then I would keep coming back because there were other actors that I'm like, oh my God, every scene they're in is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's these other people you're like, oh kill them already. <laughs> and like this show feels like that where I'm like, oh I don't care what's <laughs> happening with these people. Yes. Like <laughs> Yeah. But then it's like, oh, Johnny. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Miguel. Oh, yeah. That. Tell me more. Oh, Uh. my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I feel really bad that some of. uh, Okay. So on one level, the the young women who are in this actually have some level of athleticism that like is better than like Daniel, like like they're a little oh, athletic, yeah. but I hate watching them talk or do anything. The two female characters that are supposed to be like, oh, we're watching yeah. her. We give a shit. I'm like, I, See, I can't. I, I don't. I hate everything about Sam, D- Danny's daughter. I, I, I don't. I don't find her martial arts impressive. The other girl, the the um the antagonist to her she's actually like i'm like okay yeah look at look at the way she moves she's got some she's got some power behind that and i actually don't mind her acting as much as sam's either totally (sighs) i miss i also miss the and i don't remember her name i miss the character the larger um, the one who they sent to a private school yeah um yeah she bailed on season three yeah she was nice i liked her she was a she was she kind of fit in with the outcasts in a way. Um, and she was, pretty, she was much they, more believable. 
they they did her arc already and i'm like okay. nah, I, I my suspicion is like probably her parents pulled her out or something was like I, like <laughs> no we're not gonna do another season <laughs> yeah um i know she did get like the actor i looked it up because i was like why isn't this person in there she was great i think she had uh personal health challenges and such mm, and, mm. and m- maybe that affected i don't know i yeah. don't know but yeah there are cringy moments it's just I do just get such a body response that I kind of don't care. I have, I have shows that are the same and movies in particular where I'm like, I can objectively see that this is not a good movie, (laughs) but it doesn't matter. I still, I can still drop into this space where it's, I'm like, Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it control of it like we're trying to help people like drop in like go into a relaxed state and allow and i just like turn it on and i'm like body response torch. well like, let's let's wrap this up with uh with a uh, a core ph- philosophy i think of enlightened couch potato which is the reason why we can both do this and we can say like yes you can surrender to anything but you can't surrender to everything because you don't have enough time so yes. what do you decide to surrender to um, the thing you're called to. And if, if you're not called to one thing, like I kept watching because I wanted to have this conversation. So yeah. I, I kind of half hate watched it um, because I wanted to be able to have this conversation with you. But like, I wouldn't say to you, go watch Preacher so that we can talk about it. It's like, you're not compelled to watch that right now. That's not where your bliss is calling you. So mm-hmm. don't, don't uh, like, but I am. So I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Nice. I might drop in again. I'm curious whether you would like time-wise, because sometimes we've been like giving each other homework. Here's here's potentially a second season-ish. It's a different year that we're in. Would you want to drop in and talk themes of the MCU movies? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've seen every single one of those movies at least twice. Yeah. Um, all the way through. Um, and some of them I've seen three, maybe four times. Um, I mean, I could talk about, I, I, I have stuff to say about every one of them. Cool. Um, so yeah, we could do it chronologically. Like that's, that's not even a show. That's like <laughs> uh, a couple months of shows <laughs> possibly. Well, I'm thinking we can drop in and we're going to like, all right, here's what we've been watching now, but we're going to talk about, you know, Iron Man. And then we're going to talk about yeah the Hulk. And then we're going to talk about, you know, like, just have you, um, have you watched WandaVision yet? Not yet. I just saw that I have access to the first, it's, it seems like three. Episodes. Is that even yeah. true? Yeah. Yeah. I just got um, access. Yeah. Can I give you a little bit of a frame to go into it? Sure. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, mostly these are just some of my impressions. It's very patient. So you got to be ready that it's like, that like i i'm i am most impressed with the filmmaking confidence that they have to go we know we're gonna lose people because this is weird it's weird (laughs) and it's slow and not a lot happens Mm -hmm. but the thing that i love about it is there's this sinister something that's under the surface as it's going on and it keeps building and i'm like Okay, uh, like if there's anybody I'm going to trust 
that they're going to know how to do this and they're going to know it. They're going to make this worth it. That yeah. was the impression that I had is the first two episodes are so weird and they're so sparse. And you're just like, what in the <laughs> fuck are you doing? And I'm like, but if there's anybody that's going to be like, oh, when we get to the end, okay, I see it. And there's so many subtle thematic Easter eggs and things, but I, I can't share any of those without totally. um, yeah. spoiling anything. Um, but I I think that it is, I, fingers crossed, it is building up to something amazing because I've heard some theories about where it might be going. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a lot of ways they could do this that are just going to be like, holy shit. So the, the, the one thing I'll say that is, um, a little more detailed, but not spoilery. Cause if you've seen anything about it, you realize it starts in like black and white in like yeah. a 1950s style. And then it turns out each episode, they're going like a decade forward. So it's like 50, 60, 70. Uh, yeah. So I just, one of the things that I, I was mentioning this to my son, actually, when we were walking is I was like, isn't it interesting that Marvel, when they sit down to go, what's going to be, okay, we're, we're doing our first TV show. I right. know there was Daredevil and stuff, but they didn't do that. So this is like the Kevin Feige they didn't Marvel. Do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That wasn't them either. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So um, this is the first time that the MCU Marvel is coming in and doing a TV show. So they're like, well, let's do a TV show that is a meta commentary on the history of television. That sounds awesome. And it's like... When did Marvel become the arbiter of these kinds of crazy ideas? And it's it they're nailing it. They're freaking yeah. nailing it. Like the the way that they capture the essence of like the Dick Van Dyke show and then Bewitched, and then it's really impressive. But then they're doing this subversive thing with it that I don't think you're gonna understand until the very end. Um I, I personally, I think it's awesome and I'm waiting yeah. to see if they're going to stick the landing, but I'm, I have so much more confidence in their ability to do that <laughs> than yeah. most other places. I'm loving the concept that their whole setup is very much team collaboration, the collaboration that makes this entire universe work and, uh -huh. and more compelling than other movies in the same genres mm -hmm. that when I watched back this, this, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, all of the gosh darn things, I, the, the significance of so many of the things that were going on theme-wise, even in like Captain America that I didn't quite catch or give a crap about because of where our country yeah. has gone and because of yeah. what we've emotionally experienced. I'm like, this was in there the whole time? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's fascinating. Their I'm, I'm ability to, their ability to, to like, unconsciously reference like end game i've watched videos where they show like easter eggs and it's not mm -hmm. just like comic book references it's like little tiny things like um when the portals open right yeah. in end game um the first thing you hear falcon say is on your left yep. which is a reference to the very first time they met when they was running around the circle and then there's little thing, little tiny moments like when um, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp um, 
uh, are there's one shot of the two of them and they're about to go do something in the big battle at the end of Endgame, and she says, um, um, "We got it, Cap," and she's referring to Captain America. And then That's he true. turns and gives her a look. Because in the second movie, when he referred to Captain America as Cap, she made fun of him. It's yeah. like you you could completely miss every single one of those. But there, it's almost every single line yes. is a reference to something back. And it's like the writing is incredible. And it, I don't I think because they're fucking superhero movies, they don't get the credit that they deserve for like bordering on Shakespearean level like unconscious like they're playing yeah. with these different themes and everything it's incredible yeah. well and it it matches what can happen when you do the thing of just actually watch your fucking movies <laughs> when you write the next one i we talk about this sometimes we're like oh, did you Wars. watch the show you made <laughs> yeah like it's that i mean everyone's seen it it's there yeah. you can read it you can read notes that the people made about the show in real like uh, just did you watch any of it yeah, like just there's like the minimum amount of effort. <laughs> so to go, this other thing happened, which is totally documented. If you're part yeah. of the team, but like they actually watch their own shit and they reference stuff. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. So we can have um extensive conversations about the Marvel movies. I would be happy to do that. So okay, Rad. All right. Movie, I'm glad that you were alive and back. Oh my god, me too. Thank you. I'm glad I, I survived. Noise. And um, <laughs> so hopefully we'll be back uh, next week and um, TV deeply, everyone. Yes. Bye.